Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, I'm so excited. Again, I'm just shrieking with excitement. (laughs) But I'm trying, taking deep breaths here. I get the privilege and honor of interviewing you, sweet Lindsay Lintzner. Lintzner. It's it's a teasy. It's, it's, it you is. Know. You know, I married and now I'm strong. And people always say strong. And I'm like, I'll take it. Right? Like, damn. Just whatever. Yes. Exactly. Oh. Lindsay, it's so nice to see your sweet and kind face. I'm so excited. Here we go. Are you ready? I am as ready as I'm going to be. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Full disclosure. Oh my gosh. And look at you. I was commenting like the back, your surroundings are beautiful. Like you're just, you're so calming to me. You're just so. This is a calming space. And like I was saying earlier, um, it's nice to be able to, it's the only place in my house where I can like shut myself off from the children <laughs> at this point and kind of have my own little zen area. This is <laughs> so that's what I'm hoping for. We need this as mothers, right? We yes, were we talking do. earlier about children coming in yes. and, and like interrupting. So can you tell us about what your children might do from time to time? Well, I, I do my best to try to, if I have something that I know where I know I'm going to need to be focused on something for myself, not on something that they need, but just right. something that I need to do. If it's a, a call or, you know, such a podcast such as this, I try to give them some boundaries. Um, they're not always very good at following those. Um, the main boundaries are just like, leave, leave the space for a minute. Mom just needs a few minutes to work on whatever I'm going to work on. And, um, my daughter especially is very good. My son will just completely forget and just like barge yes. in and be like, mom, 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 mom. Yes. Um, that's the six-year-old. And I'm like, Ugh. and then he realizes and it's like, oh, sorry, you know, um, <laughs> But my daughter is nine and she's more covert about it. And so she'll kind of, I'll like see her sneaking in and I can tell she's there and it like takes, you know, a good three or four minutes for her to get past the door. And by that point, I'm like fully distracted of what she's doing. And then she'll look at me and be like, like miming, can I eat something? Mom, please, you know, please, please. And And so I'm trying to like, you know, covertly be like, no, we talked about this, you know, like without losing my crazy in front of everyone to be like, can you listen to me for five minutes? This is just leave me alone, sweet friends who just need me. Every I said, I've taken more showers, which is odd. <laughs> um, just to be like, I got, I'm going to be in the shower. And for some reason, no one bothers me in there. Like, and Lindsay, I can and- hear, yeah. It's nice to be able, you have to find what, whatever your, your key is. Um, you know, I think it's, we're all in survival mode and oh, I goodness. feel like, you know, when, uh, I, I, when Brandon was in residency, we lived away from family and he was very busy and not available for consultation a lot. Right. And I had Lenny Kate when she was little. Um, obviously, but it was just her and I, and she was just a terrible napper. I, I don't even know how to describe it. When I describe it to people, they're like, that doesn't 
really? I'm like, no, no, no. I was like crying in the pediatrician's office. Like, is she not going to be smart? Like, oh, she won't know. Um, yes. And so I would, I would put her in the stroller and go for walks all the time. Or I would start going to the Y because it was the only place where I could go and I could leave her for like yeah. two hours in the nursery and just, you know, walk on the treadmill. And it, it this, that time was such a, you know, sort of a survival mode. And I feel like so much of us are, you know, our mom mantra right now is to kind of get through it. Like, how do we, how do we thrive and still survive? Absolutely. That is so true because so much of what's happening now, we're now homeschooling. We're when we didn't think we would have, we have been called as moms to do so much more than we envisioned for this time. Can you tell me a little bit about your life pre-corona, BC, before corona, and then after, or what it looks like now, what a typical day is now for you. So before corona, my children were in school full day. Um, I stay home. I do, on the side, I do um, some interior um, design work and some closet consultation work. And it's very, I say on the side, it's very on the side, one project at a time. And I had just had a, a project wrap up. So, um, right before this, it was kind of a, um, a lull. I, I had been a little bit crazy. October, November, December were kind of crazy. Um, and, um, so I, it was nice to be able to be back home. I had been listening to podcasts and just sort of um, being a little bit more free and loose with my time, which doesn't normally happen. And then all of this hit and it's like, oh, you know, you, you, at first I was not sure how crazy it would be. And then um, when they canceled school, I was like, okay, so here we go. Um, so our day, and I will preface this by saying too, I, um, it's, it's way different than it was before, but a little bit of backstory on me. Um, right after we moved back here, I very suddenly lost my mom. And if you know me at all, or if you've been around me at all, you've probably heard me mention that. It was a very pivotal moment oh. in my life. And um, especially if you met me within that first year, I probably cried to you about it. Oh I was just, well, um, this is what we do. Yes. Right. Right. So it, I feel like not, not feel like it. I, basically lost a year in a lot of ways. I lost a year of, it was right before Lenny Kate started kindergarten. And I, I, as a mom, I've carried a lot of guilt from that. Um, of just like, gosh, I, I can't even remember certain things. I was just literally trying to put one foot in front of the other through that grieving process. And for me, this time personally feels like a gift. Like I feel like I, almost have a do-over in some ways of having my children home and, and getting to, getting to be with them. And it, it happened with my mom in the summer and, and I just, i you know, I felt like I just lost so much. So I'm, I feel like I'm trying to really embrace this time and um, not stress too much about what oh. our day looks like. I just want to be with them. Lindsay, that is beautiful. <laughs> Oh, I know that's not everybody's perspective and, 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 and it's, but, but um, we get to choose our perspective so we can be, um, we can see this for what we want to see it as because you have a choice here, Lindsay, you can choose to see this as annoying and, but you're choosing to see it as a gift and like, I, that's incredible. 
Well, and I, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm thankful for that perspective to, yeah. to have. I mean, I, obviously if I could trade it, if I, 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 in some ways I'm like, it would be nice to not have that right. thought process with it and to be like, oh, this is, but, um, and have my mom back. Um, but it, that's not the cards that I was dealt and that's not how life is. And I feel like there's so, um, I've learned so much perspective from that um, events in my life and, and um, really try to apply that to how I approach parenting or just day in and day out, because you are right. We do, we do have a choice. And, and um, I, for so, for those first few months in that year, you know, you, you know, you have a choice, but when you're in that grieving oh. process, as much as you would try to choose, I felt like I, you really can't. I was sort of robbed of that in my, in my perspective. No. And so now I'm like, oh, I have this opportunity. Yeah. I love that. Well, and I believe and deeply believe that we have to feel the feelings first. We can't yes. get to the other side and choose to, to choose our perspective until we've like felt the feelings and grieved. And, and so sometimes I think, and I've been interested to see how this pandemic they're comparing or they're saying we're in like a national grief or collective mm -hmm. grief process of grieving what life was like and what, and we have to feel all the feelings. And some of us who have experienced grief and trauma before have felt the feelings. So we then are almost one up, or we have a, a, a jump start on this process. Yes, and it, you know, I always say too, you don't, you don't understand, you can't explain what grief is. You just, you just can't, or trauma, um, you can't explain it. You just have to go through it. And, and, um, at some point everybody will, I, yeah. I pray and hope that, you know, it's way for my own children, for everyone, you oh. know, I you don't want to go through it too soon. It's, but, um, there are beautiful things that can come from walking through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I do think it brings you, uh, to a place where, um, you know, I, I'm not as anxious about things. Yeah. Um, and I, if you know me as well, <laughs> you know that that's not my truth in a lot of ways. I, I tend to be a very, and I'm still a little bit anxious and I'm still a little bit, at, I mean, you can ask my sister and brother, <laughs> they get the breath to bits in a lot of ways. Don't we always go to those people who know us the best to be like, yes, ah. um, yes, but the, it's the day-to-day the -day does not overwhelm you in the ways that it probably did before. No, it, it doesn't. And we, I mean, I think when your world is rocked, and I think that's what you're talking about. I mean, everybody's world right now is collectively being rocked. Oh. And um, in so many different ways. And, and, you know, my world being rocked with the loss of my mom is, is, um, is completely different than what's happening now. But there are elements throughout it, you know, I, uh, so many people are being um, affected differently. I mean, job loss and, oh. and financial security and, um, under, you know, where, wondering where, I'm sorry, there's an airplane, so I'm very distracted just then, but wondering where, you know, your next meal is going to yeah. come, or can you go to the store, or, you know, I haven't seen, we haven't seen, um, my grandmother or Brandon's parents, and we see them a lot, we haven't seen them since this whole thing started, so thank goodness for FaceTime, I keep saying, I'm glad this happened when we have technology, oh my gosh, and, in the yeah. spring where it's nice it's not freezing cold winter that would be a lot more depressing for me 
locked in. But I think, Lindsay, what you're touching on is this idea of resilience. That you, that by going through tough times, we become more and more resilient in, in like, as it, as we move through life. And I just think this time is a way for our kids to learn that as much as we want to shelter them from the hard realities of life, they're getting a taste of what, you know, when something's an obstacles thrown in your way, what do you do differently? And absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love, I love what you're doing and, and, and the, the push for courage and, and the, the push for authenticity and push for, um, you know, feeling your feelings. I think that's so important because I think that sort of the flip side of resiliency is bitterness. And I think that that is something that if you've been through grief or you've been through trauma, you know that there's, I mean, there is bitterness that you walk with that as well. And, and you, like you said, you do have a choice of how you will frame this in your mind. And, um, I think that the more that we can talk about it and have an open dialogue and the more that we can say, you know, I'm feeling bitter today and call it out. And, and, uh, you know, my, um, one of my best girlfriends, when I was going through this, uh, said something to me that will always stick with me. And I think it's just was so perfect for, for then. And I do think it can apply to anything, but, um, it was kind of, I was having a moment Yeah. and she said to me, she's like, you need to deal with this. You need to feel this way. So camp out, pitch your tent, have your pity party, do what you need to do. She said, but the second you pour foundation is the second I will be at your door. You can't live here, Lindsay. And I just thought, okay. And it gave me a space to be like, okay, I need to feel this. I need to be angry. I need to be upset. I need to walk through that. And now I can you know, realize that that's not where I want to live. And I feel like that applies for this too. You know, it is upsetting. It's upsetting to miss school and to my kids miss their sports and we miss all of these family things that we were doing. But, and it was kind of a a rock the boat, you know, everything's canceled, but now it's kind of been transformed into a suite. Like we're doing family soccer in the front yard instead of, you know, two different soccer practices, three nights a week, you know? Um, Yes. Oh my gosh, but it's so true. I, I think I still have goosebumps from the um, resilience and bitterness. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't even know what to say. You're so amazing and smart. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. Okay, so can you tell me how you are helping your kids process this? Um, it's really, you know, they're at ages where they are starting to see the world and wonder what's happening. Absolutely. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a fine line. Um, we don't have a television in our house where we uh, spend most of our time. So we are not a family that turns on the news and watches the news together. I don't know if that's a, a good thing or a bad thing necessarily. Um, but I, I, it's helped ease the anxiety and it's helped us a little bit control the narrative of what they're hearing. Um, they, they knew about what it was and they talked a little bit about it at school and my husband's a physician. So we've talked about things. Um, but I think being able to answer their questions, one thing we do is every night, uh, at bedtime, 
we do a, a big question. They each get one big question and it can be anything. And um, a lot of the times their big questions are scientific and um, Good. which okay. yes. it's not, and, and funny, if you know me, <laughs> you know that that's not my forte. And so I usually sit there and I like look at my husband and he like, gives the you know, protons, neurons, electrons, you know, very deep dive into all of it. <laughs> The nights, like if he has a, before all this, pre-corona, he would have tennis and he would go play. And it, it was big question night with mom. And they'd be like, oh, we're going to ask mom. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not even Right. Yeah. The universe. You so all, yes. all that to say, I, I feel like um, just kind of turning off the outside world yes. and trying to control the narrative for what we feel like is age appropriate for them at our, our own household has helped. Oh, for them. It's such a gift to them too. That is, okay, but I need to go back to the big, one big question. <laughs> what, what if you get, because Henry will come up with questions that I'm just blown away by and also cannot answer. Right. So the rule is that they each get a big question. If, if I can't answer it or my husband can't answer right. it, then they, they uh, get another question and then we're, it's our job to try to research and come back to that. And so it's more of an open-ended dialogue. Um, see. This is incredible. Well, we tried. Uh, most of the time, they, I mean, you know my husband. Like, he's, I, I used to call him, you're dating random information man. Like, he's sort of, he just kn knows a lot about a lot of little things. Yeah. And so most of the time, the questions get answered. But if it's me, that's usually when that protocol has that's to come when, That's when you have to then ask the next question and wait. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure. <laughs> and, like, it's so overwhelming to me sometimes because Theo who's four is already like I'll wait to ask dad if it's like a history yes. or I'm like, yes just try, try but then we you know who are we kidding here I know and so I it's hard because I walk that line where I don't want them to paint me in a picture of like mom won't know but I also am a big proponent of like you know we all have our certain gifts and talents and abilities and I think that the sooner we as adults oh, own them amen. and can articulate them and can be okay with the things that we're not so great at. And the sooner we teach that to our children, you know, I, I, I feel like my job as a parent, my husband and I, in a lot of ways is to, you know, be a safe place to land and to sort of let them know before the big wide world lets them know sort of how to, how, how to kind of, judge yeah. their abilities with yes. what they can bring you know not everybody is going to be great at everything and, and that's perfect that's okay we're not supposed to be so right. i have a hard i, I try to walk that line of like yeah. try me i might know but, but also they know it's not my best talent. that is a perfect way to say that because we talk about there are things that we enjoy more than others and that we like to read about more than others and you know we all have strengths in certain areas. And so knowing those, knowing your island of competence, that's what I'm always like. Yeah, right? It's such a great gift for kids. When we now, like adults even, will see things on social media or in the news and we feel a sense of lack because we, our house doesn't look as beautiful right. as someone else's or we're not as put together. But really, we all have strengths in so in different areas, and recognizing Absolutely. that.
absolutely. And I, I always say, like, I feel like it, um, when you're able to articulate that or a child is or an adult, it, it inherently takes the competition out of it because you're not focused on trying to be something that someone else is great at. I mean, obviously, and I, I do think that there are, there's a place for seeing somebody do something or hearing somebody talk about something or hearing a subject that you haven't heard about and be interested in that and, and want to learn more about how that person learns that or studies that or, or um, keeps their house a certain way. Like, I think that that's perfectly great. But I, I agree with you that once you lose that perspective of like, you know, I, I can be anything like, obviously you can, you can give your best effort at anything that you, you're able to try. This is, a, you know, right. A country where we are able to try everything, but you need to know your Island of competence. Like you said, <laughs> uh, I, I just, I feel like maybe we could have like a weekly Podcast. Yeah, oh, Jesse. <laughs> Here we go. Do you like I just? Uh, like, you know, I say I, this is my thing. I come from a place of yes. I say yes at so many times, and then I'm like, what, what did I do? do? <laughs> I know. Also, I almost lifted my leg up so you could see that I wasn't really wearing pants on the <laughs> podcast. No <laughs> pants at all. Oh no. <laughs> It's so wild over here. <laughs> uh, yoga pants. Thank you. I feel like no I just <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's so funny what we have now adapted to as it yes. to like what what is the norm now? <laughs> well, yes, this is not the norm. Um I, I have watched several of your podcasts prior to this. So I realize that people are on camera and I um You're like, uh Yes, I decided that I would put a little, you know, step up my game a little bit today, um, you know, put on some jeans. And also, I feel like sometimes, just to be real, it's good to just put them on. I feel like my, my yoga pants lie to me a lot. Oh. Um, and I'm, so sometimes, you know, you just got to do a little check-in. That is, you know, and I work from home most of the time, and I have to dress up. I have to, psychologically, I need yes. a cue or like a signal to my brain that's like, okay, we're going to work now and not sit on the couch and watch something. Or Absolutely. It, I, honestly, I feel like um, for my role now at home with my children and um, trying to embrace all of this um, distance learning, I feel like I am less productive, ironically, when I am dressed like this yes. than if I'm in my you know, scrubby workout clothes, yeah. because then when I'm home and I'm in that mom mode, I'm, you know, running out to play soccer. Or I'm, you know, pulling the weeds and I'm not feeling like, oh, I don't want to have to iron this shirt or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so I, my mom uniform has just been, you know, scrubby workout clothes. And I've been great with that. I'm thankful to be able to do that. I love a good mom uniform, but yes. I bet yours is quite fashionable, my dear. <laughs> I, I like, I don't know fashionable, but I do like a lot of bright colors. So I try to be- A lot of pizzazz. Bright. A lot, lot, oh my goodness. Okay, so, you know, I'm just mindful of the time. I said- Yes, I know, I've been talking We've done so well at that, haven't we? You yes. know, like, we don't talk at all. I'm just so excited. So how's your husband doing? You, you mentioned he's a physician. So can you tell yes. us what he is doing? 
so he um, he is not on the front lines of, of this. He's a um, he's a dermatologist, yes. dermatopathologist. Um, so he sees patients in the morning and reads pathology in the afternoons. Um, I always feel a lot better about um, the afternoons because I don't worry as much. He's like in his little lab and yes. he's just looking through a microscope, so I'm not as nervous. Um, yes. They have taken a lot of precautions, and I don't know exactly what they're doing, so I don't want to be um, too specific because I don't want to misspeak, but um, I know that he gets his temperature checked every morning, yes. the staff does, yep. and they're wearing the masks, and um, they're doing a lot of um, seeing patients that are very um, urgent or is not, not just something that, you know, not just a skin check necessarily, but something that is a, a problem. Critical, um, yeah. Right. Um, for patient safety, for, for his safety, um, he's very good about, he comes in through the garage, we've got a little room right there that he can wash his hands and take his shoes off. And I, I try not to be too, like, nervous about it, but um, I definitely am like, ah, ah, that's what you think? Did you wash your hands? You know, like, did you take a shower? I know, I know. I hear people like, you know, I, and I, if you were in the ER, you know, oh, it's just it's such goodness. a different perspective, you know. Um, I, yes, so, no, I, it, I don't know. It's, I know. it's incredible to me. I'm just so in awe of all of us, all, the community who we are all doing our part. Your husband's still working. We're still doing all the things. Like we're all doing something to support people right now because it, it's overwhelming to be in this world during a pandemic. It is. And, you know, I hope that, you know, we, we come out of this with such a better appreciation for, um, for everyone, you know, and I don't, I don't know why I'm getting kind of teary, but you know, like, um, the people who are, are bagging your groceries at the grocery store are still bagging your groceries at the grocery store right now. And they are at the, some of the most risk. And I feel like, I hope that we as a community, as a nation, try to really remember the people who, went to bat for all of us so that we can stay home so that we still can get food from the grocery store and, and mail our letters and get our money from the bank and do oh. the things that we still need to do. And I feel like, so before this, perhaps those people would not have gotten the recognition that they deserve. And I hope after this, we have a better collective appreciation for um, what it takes to make us have an, our normal life. Yes. Oh my gosh, I feel, my drop, I, that was beautiful. I'm so grateful, Lindsay. I don't know how to tell you thank you. I'm so grateful to you. Oh, and this is fun. And nobody came in and tried to mime to me to have a snack. And this is usually also when they're like, not just any snack, it's usually oh. like, ice cream like they come in holding the ice cream which is something they wouldn't get anyway of right course, now but, but they like, know it's like a collective or henry will be like can i have um some time on my ipad and i just yeah, oh yes yeah. because because they know that you're hooked i know yeah. that's usually what it is so um yeah we may have to wrap this up right surely you'll have an interruption <laughs> <laughs> I love it. this okay. is so much I fun stop 